This is IGN. If you like speed running the newest release or binging every episode the second it drops, then why are you waiting for all your news? Check out IGN's updated games and entertainment news podcast. We're dropping new episodes in your feed all day to keep you up to date the minute there's a new announcement. Find IGN games and entertainment news wherever you listen. This is IGN. Playing with Power, the Nintendo Story Review by Christy Puchko. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Playing with Power, the Nintendo Story premieres March 1st on Crackle. Ready to level up your knowledge of all things Nintendo? The five-part docu-series Playing with Power, the Nintendo Story is here to unlock over 130 years of behind-the-scenes secrets to reveal how a humble family business became the defining voice of the video game industry. But hey, listen, it's not all fun and games. Written and directed by Jeremy Sneed, Playing with Power the Nintendo Story ushers audiences back to 1890 Japan, where an innovative playing card company would lay the groundwork for the Nintendo dynasty. Beloved for Lord of the Rings, Stranger Things, and Goonies, Sean Astin narrates, his friendly and familiar voice guiding audiences through the century of Nintendo history ahead of the console wars of the 1990s and beyond. Interviews with an array of experts are presented. Historians recount Nintendo's earliest days and latest innovations. Bigwigs and gaming, like Atari co-founder Nolan Bushnell, co-founder of Nintendo of America Ron Judy, and former CEO Sega of America Tom Kalinsk recount the heady days when gaming moved from the arcade to living rooms. Famous gamers like Will Wheaton, Alison Hazlip, and Natty Zombie Unicorn Casanova provide personal anecdotes and color commentary. Each of these interviewees exhibits a clear passion for Nintendo or gaming. Sadly, this excitement isn't catching because Sneed's approach refuses to probe. As was the case with the documentary feature Console Wars, the voices favored in Nintendo's story all come from the American branch. The founders who paved the way for Mario Bros. to dominate American gaming are paid respect and lip service from historians and colleagues. Yet, these Japanese innovators aren't interviewed. Instead, their personal and professional lives are presented as bland dioramas with plastic figures standing in for actual people. Sure, some of these Nintendo titans aren't around to be interviewed. Still, for all the praise Super Mario slash The Legend of Zelda creator Shigeru Miyamoto is offered in this series, you'd think they'd talk to the 68-year-old living legend himself. Without such interviews, a jarring distance develops in the first episode that persists throughout the series, keeping some of Nintendo's key players shunted to the sidelines of its narrative. More frustrating, Sneed opts to give a glossy veneer to Nintendo, even in its shadier moments. It's undeniable that Nintendo created a monopoly in American gaming that made it incredibly difficult for any other console to compete. However, the most shocking stories and treacherous tactics laid out in the 93-minute console wars aren't addressed at all in 297 minutes of playing with power, the Nintendo story. Rather than trying to draw attention from how Nintendo went from underdog to alpha dog, Sneed races through these sections as if complexity is the enemy. Perhaps this is why he doesn't press his interview subjects for follow-ups on curious admissions. For instance, one American exec recalls hating the name Donkey Kong and requesting a different title for the stateside launch. Just as swiftly as he admits he underestimated the power of this peculiar and now iconic brand, he says his bid for a name change was rejected. Why did he hate the name? What did he suggest instead? Why was his proposal rejected? Sneed doesn't ask. 
So any path or tension or even the possibility to imagine a world without the Donkey Kong we know is just lost. Gold coins spilled to the brick floor. Instead of a deep dive into the darker realms of Nintendo's story, Sneed is happy to stay on the surface and even warp whistle through awkward bits about lawsuits and missteps. Thus, he offers a glossing over that isn't all that thrilling. Maybe to make up for the professional tension skirted, Sneed stuffs his series with a relentlessly booming score. It's so loud and persistent that at times I struggled to focus on what was being said by interviewees. The music refused to be background. It's as if Sneed were trying to make up for a lack of any dramatic tension with an orchestral score that screams at you to feel something. Not every scene is approaching Bowser. When music isn't actually building to a climax, all these crescendos move from diminishing returns of tension to outright irritating. You wait for catharsis, and instead it's just another sloppy segment with more yowling orchestrations. This series is inexplicably paced. The layout is simply linear. Sneed locks into a chronological order that robs tension because we know this humble gaming stand in Kyoto will lead to towering success. Beyond that, he structures his chapter like movie trailers, relentlessly employing montages. Here is a montage, slapping together some cultural context of popular TV shows, Oscar mishaps, or music that rocked the radio waves. Here is another, stringing together a bunch of game footage. How about another montage of giddy kids tearing gift wrap away from NES on Christmas Day? Is this bone-dry section about cartridge costs per unit boring? Yes. How about a sprinkling of sound bites that tease what's coming up next, moments before an expert just tells us what happened next? Now, another montage of newspaper headlines. All this makes it impossible to get into the flow of the show because there is no flow. Every section feels like a pop-up ad, blaring, disjointed, and trying to tell us something. This is weird because if you're watching this show, you're already sold. Likely you've owned a Nintendo system, or three. You've got a favorite character. You know their best battle move. On some level, you're Team Nintendo, so why does this whole show feel like a fevered sales pitch? The Verdict From a superficial exploration of Nintendo's Japanese branch to a disjointed pace and an astoundingly annoying score, playing with power, the Nintendo story makes for a dreadfully dull watch. Sure, in the nearly five hours of screen time, there's some interesting information unearthed. But Sneed has buried it deep in bells, whistles, and Nintendo nostalgia. Amid the morass of montages, the show becomes insufferably one note. Such a surface treatment of all this history might have played better if it weren't stretched out across so many episodes. As it is, too much feels like filler. Honestly, watching it was a chore. Playing with power, the Nintendo story gets a bad 4 out of 10. Technology is moving so fast, it feels like you need the latest self-driving car designed by the most advanced robot to keep up. But you don't need artificial intelligence to tell you. State Farm has surprisingly great rates on car insurance. It's the coverage you need at a price that fits your budget. No robots required. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— 
and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.